0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: Welcome to Parenthood.
0: Your life does not end here. Hi, I'm Chriselle Lim, mother of two. And I'm Sarah Son, also a mother of
1: two. We are longtime friends and now mothers. This is Being Bumo, a podcast about all things parenting. We want to have honest conversations about motherhood so we can each define it for ourselves.
0: We're here to build our village and we hope that you join us. I
1: love your nails. What is going on here? This is very trendy for you. Maybe we should do a Sarah (gasps) 2.0 episode because these nails... Are a sign of like they're they're a little instabatty
0: nails, <gasps> you know? They they're a little long and they have they're this very like long. French tip, but they look good. Thank you. I was like, I'm just gonna go crazy. I mean, it's very neutral colored. It's just the shape is a little a little longer than what you usually have, mm-hmm. and it looks so sexy. you you like? Oh, I love that. Well, it's your fault
1: because I look at your nails day week after week after week. And they're just like, they're called gel gel tips, right? Or Gel-X? No. Okay. So
0: what I find interesting is that these are actually my real nails. But what? I added gel on top of it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it's just a regular gel nail. but But the reason why I've been able to grow them out for this long is because I, because what I realize is that gel nail, once they get longer and longer and longer, they still tend to break easily. But what I've been doing is a powder dip, which is actually mm. a little thicker and it doesn't look as sexy. It's not as like thin and shapely like mine. Okay. They're a little, they add like this little layer on top of your nail. So it yeah. kind of bumps like out. A little weight. But you could literally do the craziest things with your, your fingers. And they won't break at all. They're just so, they keep them so hardened. I don't know how, but I've had the powder dip nails for like the past six months. And my natural nail were was just growing underneath them because they wouldn't break. Yeah. But this is my first time doing the oh, the gel nail broken. and it did break right away.
1: Oh, shoot. I yeah. did the so gel you have, tips. The gel
0: tips are good, mm-hmm. but you do have to still be careful because it's not like they add like a super like protective layer on top. Oh, I see. So they still break.
1: Oh, got it.
0: So, I mean, they're pretty, but. They're broken for me well I'm
1: never gonna do it again no it so looks good you should
0: and really? I feel like you're out of that stage where you're doing crazy things for your kids you I mean, know I'm because still
1: cooking all day but oh yeah I mean you're cooking but you're not like I mean maybe well you... I couldn't take off this necklace this week there... I actually like to take my jewelry off <laughs> it's something I was gonna say in the morning routine episode but I forgot but I'm crazy and I like to take all my jewelry off at nighttime and then put it on in the morning no I do that too oh do you okay And I couldn't for the life of me unclasp my necklace. I mean, that's why I just
0: don't wear necklaces anymore. (laughs) I wear rings and earrings. But there are are certain things with these long Instabatty nails (laughs) that are very hard to do. Like One Mm -hmm. of them is, you want to know how I broke this middle finger? Yes, I do. Is I put my card in the meter and I couldn't Uh get it out. Oh, because the so slot I, is so small. Because the slot is so small and it's slippery and you have to grasp it with your finger. But you can't because you have your long nails. So I'm trying to grasp it with my nails and it broke.
1: Oh, so there's that.
0: God. Another one, you're probably out of the stage, is <laughs> seat belts for the kids. Like oh. the, the car seat. Mm. So I have to use my knuckles because I can't press it with my finger. So I have to use my knuckles. To...
1: Uh, I think that's s- hilarious. What about… Getting moisturizer out of your 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 container because it gets like clumped inside under it. Another big problem for girls
0: that have long nails is you either use your nails as a scooper, which is really gross, so gross, or you use a scooper that comes with a little spoon thing. With a spoon, I always use. But I
1: threw all the spoons out. I know now you have to keep them. And then it was getting all clumpy, and that's when I decided I don't really ever need to do these again. Yeah, they are a pain, but you know
0: what. If really you cute. commit to them, you just, you just, you just get used figure, to it. You just get used to life. <gasps> well, without, thank you. Yeah.
1: I've been influenced by your nails for the past six months that we've been doing the podcast. And I'm like, I I want to try but them But don't out. they make you look feel happy? Like when you are down do. at your nails, they're Absolutely. so pretty. They're so pretty. And they last a long time. Yes. So that's nice. So I don't feel like I have to do the upkeep all the time, but they're pretty inconvenient. They're <laughs> really <they're> real. <laughs>
0: They're really inconvenient. By the way, let us know if you guys, what kind of nails you guys have. Just tag us. Let us see them. Yeah, let us see them. Okay, so today we are going to be talking about birth order, which is a conversation that I was having with a girlfriend of mine. And it just dawned on me, the birth order matters. And it actually takes a huge impact on what the child is going yeah, yeah, the behavior of a first child versus the second child child—it's almost predictable, Get alone third. But we don't... We, You and I both don't have thirds, so we can't really speak on that. Mm-hmm. But the first and the second child, you could almost predict how they're going to be like just by their birth order. Yeah. And
1: I know that sounds kind of unfair, but it's the truth. I mean, let's hear like what traditionally was sort of the setup at your house with you and your sister. Expectations and... Behavior because that really shaped who I became and who my sister became.
0: Mm. Okay, I was a firstborn. Mm-hmm. You and I are both the oldest, right? And so I can't say that I was the most responsible one because my mom was a stay-at-home mom, which has a whole. I think we should do another episode on this. Is like kids that were raised by stay-at-home moms versus mm-hmm. like kids that were raised by working moms, yeah, right? I was raised by working because I think they actually turn out very differently because Lynette and Annie, who are our working. closest friends. I grew up with them, but they had a working mom. Yeah. And I just saw their dynamics so different than my sister and I. Okay. So my mom was a full-time stay-at-home mom. So a lot of that responsibility of me having to take care of my sister was not there because I knew that my mom was going to do that. So I didn't have to pick up that slack. I didn't really feel like I had to be that mom for her versus what I'm seeing with my own kids is very, very different. So anyways... For me, I was always,
1: quote unquote, the obedient one. I was the one who- That's very, that's very, that ties in with like the mm-hmm. birth order with the first child.
0: Don't want to upset anyone. People pleaser, wanted to make sure my parents were happy and I was accepted by them. Just in a nutshell, right? And my sister, the second, could care less <laughs> about any of that. She did whatever she wanted. She was a partier. She did some wild things growing up and just seeing her confidence going into that without even having a second doubt in her head of like, what is someone going to think? Or what are my parents going to think? Never, ever had that thought ever. And again, everyone is different, but I'm looking at my own kids and it's so similar. (laughs) So similar. But before we go into our o kids, how about you and your sister growing
1: up? Okay, so I am what I think is kind of the traditional setup, which is I'm the oldest. I carry all of it. I Mm -hmm. carry the last name. I carry, I'm the face of the family. I am the representative. Everybody, if I don't do well, the entire family will suffer. I had a ton of that pressure growing up. I also went to an American school in Guatemala. My parents didn't speak English. So I had to kind of, be responsible for all of those things, right? Mm. To be the parent in that way too. I had to parent my sister because my parents were working parents. So I did feel like I was my sister's mom for a long time. And okay, but I I do have some thoughts on that. Like, I think there's positives and negatives, but I did grow up with that extra pressure. I'm a pastor's kid. So I have to be well-behaved, not just Monday through Friday, but also on Sundays. So- I definitely fall into that good girl category box, wanting to please my parents, honor their last name, honor the family, don't bring shame. And I carried that and I took it very seriously. Mm. Did they tell you? A hundred percent. Oh, okay. they were more than vocal. About so it. it
0: wasn't just like a pressure Internal, you had for yourself. No, okay. I did
1: not internalize the pressure. They were very clear. I remember a conversation with my dad, my sister and I, I think I was maybe 13, 14. Maybe I was maybe starting to date. And maybe that's why my dad felt the need to have this conversation. But he was like, I just want to be clear that you, Sarah, are not allowed to marry outside of like the Korean culture. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So I was very explicit. But you lived in Guatemala. That's what I told him. That is Like, oh, oh, it's crazy. They don't even know what they're saying. I love my dad, by the way. He's like one of my favorite people. But I, but the thing is, because I'm so young, I was like, nah, and that's it. Nah ne- basically
0: means yes in a very polite, obedient way. way in Korean.
1: But the thing about that conversation is then my dad looks over at, to my sister, who's two years younger than I am, and says, you can marry whoever you want.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: I'm not even kidding, Chris. But even at that moment, I know your face. <laughs> No, for me, it was very explicit. For me, it was very clear my expectations and how they wanted me to behave. For my sister, it was like, well, Chauncey, you know, she's like more free-spirited and she should just marry whoever she wants and like she can do whatever she wants. And at that moment, I was like, okay, I guess that's normal. All the firstborns have to marry because the firstborn carries the last name. It's like the whole last name thing like you're you're going to be like the representative of the family into this new family and you have to carry all of it you have to be beautiful you have to be smart but you have to be subservient i mean all of it like was fell upon me and i didn't even know that that wasn't normal expectations so i just happily like behaved that way like i happily complied you know Aww. Whereas my sister was running around doing who knows what all day. (laughs) Not following any of the rules. I mean, I'm being very like, you know, just to like show that contrast. Obviously, she was really good. She had straight A's and like all of the normal things. But yeah, they had like different rules for me and then different rules for my sister. Which is
0: funny because you did marry a Korean man. I
1: followed everything. A Korean American
0: man. Mm -hmm. And then Chan-si, your sister, married a guac day man mm-hmm. right yeah
1: <laughs> so it all kind of I mean we succumb to their expectations yeah so actually that was like thinking about this topic that was really what I was trying to understand is that is it a birth order thing or is it really the the nature like the environment around you and you choosing or being capable of following like like being able to do it or not being able to do it and then rebelling against it well, I think, I
0: wish we had our sisters on here. That would have been a great, yeah. great They would great have guess. horror stories. I, I guess that maybe trying to think of it from the second born, right? Maybe they see that mom and dad or mom or dad have X, Y, and Z expectations for my sister or my brother. So I, I am kind of, I mean, this, these are my thoughts. But maybe I'm not as Oh, you said
1: it. You said it. To every second born out there. (laughs) (laughs) Look, my
0: sister will admit to this still till this day. Ever since she was young, when someone threw out a compliment to me, whether it be my grandma or my mom or my dad or like friends around me, she'll be like, so someone would be like, Chris, you are so beautiful. You're tall. And my sister would be like, what about me? What about me? How about me? So it's, it's really sad. Yeah. But. I kind of see that with my second born too. Not that we're only throwing compliments to Chloe, but they just want to feel validated. They want to know that they're
1: good enough too. The thing is like, when you have your first child, at least for me, it's like, and I want to be more conscious about it, but you you have more time. There's two parents, usually, two parents to one child. Uh-huh. So they're getting double attention yeah. about everything. I mean, you, they pick up a spoon and there's like a party and there's like a cheerleading event going on, right? They're getting so much attention. The second one comes, parents are exhausted by then. Yeah. They don't want to do that. They, they're not going to say, I i remember with my son, we would do so much with him, play, ex, like like just expose him to a bunch of things, take him to museums, like just the whole thing. When the little one, the second one came, there's just a little bit less of that. And so they are kind of competing for that kind of attention. And then I think the child becomes more like attention seeking. Yes. Because they didn't get that attention. Yes. Because the parents are tired or now they just can't, you know, fulfill the roles to full capacity. And
0: it's not that you love one child. We all know that. We're all parents listening that are listening in or, or about to be. It's not like you love one child more than the other. Right. It's really just by... Capacity. Capacity. It's <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you just can't. Of your mental and physical, and physical. capacity yeah. of what you can do. Yeah. And you are right with the firstborn. They have your everything. your all 1000% your attention. And you don't have to share them with anybody, yeah. right? And also the firstborn is a little bit more coddled for that reason. And... They, I don't know if that makes them feel more confident and I think so. And like more you independent. Don't have to earn it. Yeah. You don't have to
1: earn it. It's just there, right? <laughs> exactly. They don't have to prove themselves. Yeah. I think that does make a huge difference. We have this story with my sister. When we go back like after college or whatever, and we're just like looking through our old things, there's, I would say like 10 photo albums of me. <laughs> there's like a half an album of her. Yeah. And she till this day, she just she mentions it. Every single time we're back home, yeah. Well, okay. Here are my four pictures, and here's like the stack of photos for for me, right? So there is something about that, but it, I think for me, it's like my parents just didn't have the capacity to do all of that for her, and so you know she got away. That's
0: chipped. funny. That that's this exact same thing with with my sister and I too, but the funny thing is now that we don't really have albums. I know some people do. They like intentionally print things out from their phone. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, okay, I guess, you know how on your phone, you can see how many faces of a certain person person, you have. Like how, how come you have like a thousand faces of Chloe, but like 10 of me, (laughs) I I don't know. But anyways, (gasps) so yeah, I think it's just generally a capacity thing. And, and for the most part, the children, they, the kids, they pick that up And they develop their own personality around that, right? And so I think naturally the firstborn are all kind of relatively the same. The secondborn are all kind of relatively the same because of the capacity of just attention that parents can give, yeah. 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 Um,
1: I do think so. In my experience, having these high expectations, like being, I feel like I've been a caretaker since I remember, to be honest, because my parents, weren't really around. I mean, they were so loving and, and wonderful and around in the way that they could, but they weren't around in like a lot of the day-to-day stuff. And so I did assume that role and that role was verbally given to me. Like you're the oldest sister, everything you do affects your younger sister. You have to set a good example or your Mm. younger sister will follow your bad example. All of that was very clearly directed at me. I got lucky that I'm naturally like kind of a people pleaser and compliant and I, I do it with like happily. I think not every child is like that. And in a lot of situations that actually can hurt the relationship between a sibling, I don't think it did a lot of that for me and my sister, which is good. So something that my sister complains about is that because she wasn't given that expectation, that high expectation, she feels like she like didn't do us well in life. So that's also really interesting. Like Something about like my parents having really high expectations for me and less for her and being more lenient on her, not just with marriage, but with everything like grades, social things, like just what she, the things that she was into, they were just more lenient. They gave her so much more choice with me. They didn't. So for me, I feel like it benefited me because I do have that life that they always wanted for me. Uh I do have that and and it benefits me and it serves me really well. I think for my sister, sometimes she complains like, how come I didn't have those sort of expectations or guidance? Oh, she feels like like
0: maybe your parents didn't think she was capable enough or?
1: Or she just, I don't know if it's capable. I think she's more than capable. I think the second ones are way more capable because they're scrappier. They have to be more capable in many ways. But because expectation is not there, they don't rise up to the occasion. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like a weird thing about that too. How how is it with your kids then? Because okay. you are stay at home. The other thing I was thinking about was with the age gap between the two siblings. Mm. For example, my husband has a seven year gap with her with his siblings, so their dynamic looks different compared to my sister. Who we're two years apart, and my kids are two years apart, mm. so they have more of a friendship. They're more like equals, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, like in many ways, my second is just as capable. In many ways, faster at processing certain things than my firstborn. So they kind of can do a lot of things together. So I don't find myself telling my firstborn, take care of your sister. Mm. So I don't approach it. I do some of that. Like you're the older brother. I hope that you know that you are so lucky to have a sister because you can guide her, take care of her in these things. But I, I just focus on them having like a circular relationship. Like you take care of her, but she also takes care of you. Mm. And because she's capable, like physically capable, it's, we can do that.
0: Ooh, I love that sound. That sound makes me smile every time. It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. When I first started Bumo with my co-founder, it was nerve-wracking. We did not know if anyone would sign up. We were not sure how to grow, yet alone start the business but we took that initial risk because we believed in our mission so much and knew that parents needed Bumo. And with some help and support from people around us, and of course, Shopify, we've been able to get thus far. And I'm so, so proud of our company. Okay. So listen, the reason why I love Shopify is because it levels the playing field. It actually gives entrepreneurs like myself, the resources once reserved for the big dogs, the big businesses. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses all alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales and effortlessly stay informed with their customers, which is so amazing. Trust me, when we first started Bumo, it was simply a newsletter. But today we are serving thousands of families all across the globe, which is so incredible. And trust me, we're not stopping here because success is a million milestones on a forever evolving path. I just love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it so easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. And like mine, Shopify powers millions of businesses from first scale to full scale. You can reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. I mean, trust me, there's a lot of platforms and it get really, really messy, but they really organize and streamline it for you. They also synchronize your online and in-person sales, which is huge. And they give you insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond, which is so important as you're scaling your company more than anything, Shopify grows with you and your business. This is possibility powered by Shopify. So if you're thinking about starting a business or even have a business already, but need to streamline things and get organized, go to shopify.com slash Bumo, all lowercase for a free 14 day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. You can grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com Slash Bumo right now. That's shopify.com slash Bumo. Are you looking for some good, clean positivity? Good, me neither. I'm Maddie Murphy and I host The Bad Broadcast, a weekly comedy podcast dedicated to talking about everything we'd love to hate. I searched my whole life to find my passion. Little did I know I had been practicing my true talent every single day, complaining. Join me every Monday wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast to answer our weekly questions and for a chance to be featured on the show. See you there. I feel like with mine, my second born, because she is so independent, actually way more independent than Chloe. Right. I'm just like, make sure you take care of your older sister, okay?
1: (laughs) There is something about that there. Yeah. That's so interesting that that's, it looks different from... When we were growing up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know. I mean, I think. Because they have strength in different things, maybe. Yeah. yeah.
0: But you are right. They are more scrappy. They, they, they don't mind getting their like hands and feet dirty. They learn faster. They learn fast. Yeah. And they want to keep up, right? Yeah. yeah that's, that's what it is. They want to keep up. That's and they the want to know that they can do what their older sibling can do. Yeah. So they learn faster.
1: That's the dynamic with mm-hmm. my kids for sure. I think that's all
0: first and second, no? Yeah. I mean, let us know, guys. Like we we might just be living we're, in our own little bubble, <laughs> yeah. but we would love to know if that's how, if you do have two or three, like what that dynamic looks like. Because it might look different, but from how I was raised, you were raised, and also our very own kids, it seems like it's pretty similar. Yeah.
1: I mean, my, my, my thought is um, that by the second and definitely the third, they're almost like, they say that the third raised, raise himself or herself because you know what i mean because the mom just doesn't have or the dad doesn't have the attention to like get to the yeah. third you know yeah. so i think in that regard i think being a second is great because you get the freedom right like my sister was able to do so many social things that i was not allowed to do in oh, middle yeah, school same. right curfew going over to people's friends sleepovers like i was not allowed to do any of that and my sister's like sure so second borns, if you're listening, you got it real lucky. Yeah. I feel
0: like they kind of have it easier. So I'm going to read. I found this article, which I thought was interesting. And I wanted to read it here because it's seven interesting habits all first born children have in common.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> and I thought it
0: would be cute to see if we can relate to this or not. Okay. I'm just reading this for the first time. Okay. So I'm discovering it as you discover it. Okay. One. One they are more independent. I say no. I agree. I think seconds are more independent. I agree. Yeah. 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 Okay. Two, they care for others.
1: I yes. think so. I think we assume we like, we step up to that role because it's almost been given to us. Yeah. And because now that we're older, it's actually not. My sister is like super present and takes care of a lot of things.
0: Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think roles can switch as you get older. Yeah. But I think as you're raising them as like little ones, Mm -hmm. I definitely think, at least with my first, she's a lot more empathetic. And with my second, she kind of does things really fast and like she just wants to keep up that I think she has less time to think about how other people will feel. Mm -hmm. But she's only three, you know?
1: Yeah. I think for my first, he's very caring. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Three, they are leaders
1: yeah I agree. I feel like, but leadership doesn't have to look like the president of the of the middle school, right? Like leadership can be a quiet leadership, yeah. yeah. A leadership can be a confident, shy leadership. like i've I, I see that in my son,
0: oh, same. yeah. like I like that you said that a confident, shy leadership,
1: yeah, like yeah. they lead by example, yes. They're, they lead by being prepared. They lead by doing well in school because that's what they're supposed to be doing right mm-hmm. now. They lead by being kind and caring. so That is, to me, leadership. It doesn't have to. It's not always just the kid that can run for like school president.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. Yes, they are leaders. Four, they work hard. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think you and I can both say that too for ourselves. We've never stopped. I know. Never stopped. Five, they are more likely to take direction.
1: Mine is yes. Okay. I think so too. Yeah, Is that because they're more people-pleasing generally in that way? Maybe. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. they're just
0: good listeners.
1: Yeah, because compared to the second, they want to, like, in my case, she wants to figure out things on her oh, own. Oh, same. Yeah, she's like, you said that it's, like you said, like, it's freezing us. So I put your gloves. She's like, no, I'm going to see if it's actually cold out there.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is in one of my, I forgot when, but we were talking about how I could not get Colette to wear her snowsuit. Yeah. and we were in the snow at big bear or mammoth or i don't know somewhere and and i was like okay fine like she was literally on the ground screaming like just would not do it so i was like okay i'm just going to let you go out like this yeah. and then she had to come to the conclusion herself yeah. that it was cold and that she needed to put her snowsuit on after she got her regular clothes wet she's like oh okay
1: i'm cold i'm cold yeah so i agree
0: they like to make their own decisions okay six they are better at picking up a second language for
1: well, the first one i i, I that's don't know without that that's yeah that's not the case with us i think
0: i'm pretty equal too like both mm-hmm. kids are i mean both my kids have learned mandarin because their grandparents speak mandarin
1: yeah. my first has zero interest in the second language whereas sophia is not trilingual but exposed to three languages oh yeah
0: amazing okay Seven, they are less likely to engage in risky behavior. Yes. A hundred percent. I feel like that
1: is like the determining kind of characteristic of the first. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always tell people that not
0: that I ever want my kids to get in trouble. They never will as they get older in high school, right? But I said, I don't really, knock on wood, have to worry about Chloe because if she's anything like me, which I feel like she is... She won't engage in like drugs or alcohol. Yeah, or bad friends. Or yeah. bad friends. Yeah. Whereas the second one, mm, she's going to mm, lead the bad friend group. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. So I guess, I mean, this is fun. Yeah, yeah it, it's fun and yeah, it's and cute. obviously
1: Every family has a different dynamic based on your environment and how many people are helping raise the children and like what's going on inside each home. And, you know, some kids... Yeah, it's this is just like a fun episode, I think.
0: Yeah, I think so too. We would love to know how it is for your your kids at home. Yeah. Like yeah. how you're first and your second. I also would love to know how like only children are like. Because mm. I don't have many friends that have just one child.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't either as much. So if you do, please let us know. What is it raising an only kid? Yeah. And I did read something about studies being done in different parts of the country and there was Because for us, like in our bubble, I think it's very traditional. Like the oldest is like responsible is like gets the good grades. And like it's, you know, it's more of like that straight, narrow path. And then the second usually is like more the creative and like pushes boundaries and, you know, that kind of kid, right? But I was reading that in Ecuador specifically, it was backwards because the firstborn is asked to work in the family business early on. Mm. So it gives the chance for the second baby to be more engaged in studies and they become more of like the responsible studious kind of child. And then the firstborn, because they have to inherit the family business and have to learn the family business, they kind of take on this, this, this different role in the family dynamic, right? Like they don't get to like go and explore their own self because they now, I guess it's kind of the same in some ways have to assume the role of like the, the the kid that's going to inherit the family business. That's interesting. So maybe
0: it's not necessarily about the birth order per se, but it's more about just the given environment that we naturally put the kids in. And given that most second children have less attention from their parents, they all kind of form the same needs and behaviors around that. Yeah. But I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. No. I I, I think that when I look at you and your sister and my sister, me and my sister, you know, as you grow up, as long as you have the same morals and not same morals, but like work ethic and just, uh, just characteristics, you all end up in a great place. So I feel like even with Chloe and Colette, even though they're so entirely different, as long as we're teaching them, you know, the basics of... How you to could be a to good each human.
1: other. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's really nice for me to see the girls. And as I always talk about in the podcast about the girls not being with me all the time now. And I think about this a lot. Would they have been as close as they are right now? Because they are inseparable, they do everything together. Like if Colette is not waking up with Chloe in bed, she will start freaking out and crying because they're so attached to one another Mm -hmm. and they've grown so close to each other that they hold responsibilities for one another. But I don't think they would have done that if maybe I was always around. And it's good and bad because I think you and I were out for lunch or something. We were talking about periods Mm -hmm. at some point. And I was like, uh I'm already teaching Chloe about Mm -hmm. her period. Mm -hmm. Not that She's going to get them. I, I do tell her eventually you'll get them. All women get them. But she might get her period at some point when I'm not around, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so when I'm on my period, this might be TMI, but I don't hide the fact that I am on my period. I actually mm-hmm. like purposely go to the bathroom in front of yeah. them so they could see me have this pad on, yeah. this bloody thing. They call it mommy's Cypher. Mm-hmm. But I am trying to teach them ahead of time. So when it comes time and I'm not around, then it won't be a surprise to them. Yeah. And so Chloe has been really not interested, but asking a lot of questions around those things. And so just trying to teach my girls things a little bit more in advance so they could help each other out when it comes time.
1: Yeah. Um, Do you tell her not to tell Colette or is she allowed to talk to Colette no, about it? I
0: there's, a, there's really no rule like in our household where it's yeah. like, you can't say anything about anything. Like, in okay. in fact, if I'm not going to tell you something, Chloe, then I probably, or if I'm not going to tell something to Chloe, I probably shouldn't tell you, Chloe, right? Everything should be, okay. Un- open. like, I don't know. Maybe as I get older, I'll find things where I, I feel uncomfortable telling the little, little
1: one. What about like, do you guys do anything like, some of these things we talk about at home, but we don't talk about it at school. Do you guys do any of that or no? We do a little bit. That's why I was wondering if like other people did that. I... I
0: haven't, but now that I'm thinking about it, I also don't want to I I'm, I'm thinking about maybe I shouldn't I should have told her like maybe don't talk about this in your classroom because yeah. it might be a little too early for your age group.
1: Oh, okay. But yeah. yeah.
0: But no, I haven't had that conversation yeah. with her.
1: I mean, I I wasn't thinking about the the period conversation. I was just like in general that they're um yeah, maybe now that they're older and they understand more and they're listening to m- to more adult conversations. Sometimes I do say things like, you know, kids, this is like our family conversation and we're going to keep it for our family and then
0: oh, okay, don't talk about it with friends. We okay. do say that yeah, sometimes. I haven't I haven't been in that situation yet, but yeah, I think it's just assuming more responsibility for the oldest. For me, naturally, it just happens because she's older and because she is not with me all the time now i am just trying to teach her things I, ahead and right. i and there's a point where you're like oh that that's also a little sad and i'm like yeah it is a little sad because because to grow up a little they have to grow up a little faster right mm-hmm. like you, you kind of take that kind of free spirited uh
1: yeah like not in a not in a sense but like yeah they, we don't want them to worry as long as yeah. possible you know what i mean yeah but i
0: think naturally coming from a divorced family now, they've had to grow up a lot faster. They are growing up a lot faster because I have to teach them these things in advance, which naturally, and I'm, I'm curious to see how Chloe will turn out in the future, hopefully decent. Fun. But naturally I am putting a little bit more responsibility because they are a little bit out of my control for you know every other week, right? Even though their dad and I have a great co-parenting relationship, so at the end of the day, I want Chloe to be like really confident if something happens, she knows what to do and how to yeah. navigate that or yeah. even help her sister out, yeah. right?
1: And you and you, you and do that yeah. by talking to them about it. I think. Yeah. Do you feel like the kids, and this is, I'm also curious as I'm navigating with my kids, that kids do ru- like step up to the role that we kind of set for them? I think so. Yeah. And I, I think too.
0: we assume that kids cannot do a lot of things, mm-hmm. but they actually are very, very capable of yeah. doing these things independently. I agree. I think a lot of it is our own kind of selfish needs and want that we are the parent and we can do it. And, you know, it it is nice to be able to baby them a little bit, but there it comes a point where you're like, okay, no, like you need to do this on your own or mm-hmm. you, you're, you are more than capable.
1: I think that's kind of what I meant earlier when I was saying like, because my parents put that pressure and high expectation of me, I did fulfill it, like I did rise up to that. Yeah. Whereas I think my sister had less of that, and so she she feels like she had less direction almost. Mm. Yeah.
0: Do you do you feel any sort of resentment, or do you feel happy that your parents put that pressure on you?
1: So I'm actually really happy that they gave me like a very clear blueprint of like this is this is what we believe is going to give you a happy life. Like be kind, work hard. Marry this type of person because of these reasons. I, I do understand what they were saying. Mm-hmm. So in that way, I'm really grateful because I, I do feel like I have more than I've ever asked for, not just materially, but like socially, I have such good friends and like really good, like stable, healthy relationships. I think what came a little bit slower for me and there was like resentment and like stuff, like things I had to process was that because I've been told what to do most of my life, the like the getting to know my actual self came a little bit later for me. Mm. Yeah. It's almost like I had to reach this point, which for my parents was like marrying well, like marrying a good man and marrying like a capable man. And then I could kind of like start my life kind of thing. But up until then, I feel like they were kind of preparing me for that, to be honest, which is like, sounds pretty like weirdly antiquated. But a lot of it was like how you present yourself. Like a lot of it was to like, I mean, I'm going to put it's it out crazy. there. You were in
0: pageants. <laughs>
1: Shut
0: <the> up. <fuck. laughs> <What>? I'm sorry. <gasps> you, you, yeah, were, you were a pa- You. She was Miss Korea. Oh, boy. We're going to yeah, go there. And in some
1: ways that the pageant is part of marrying. It's like, it's like a track to marry. Wait, we need to do a whole
0: episode <laughs> on this because I just feel like there's a lot here uh-huh.
1: as far as.
0: Just the nuanced cultural things yes. of,
1: for our our generation, our parents' generation. Yeah, because
0: it's what your parents thought would help you find
1: a good man. A but good it's also man. like social mobility. All of those yeah. things are real. Like yeah. we we don't talk about it because it, in like America, it's like really weird. <laughs> but like most of the world, marriage is partly an economic choice. Yeah, and I know that sounds really strange, but.
0: We there need to do an episode on yeah. marriage. Okay, <laughs> a marriage because I obviously didn't get that memo. You didn't get the memo. I did you're not my get sister. that memo, you're my <laughs> and I am um, divorced now. So, and you're married, happily married, and so I I would
1: like to take some notes there. Okay, <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to. I don't think that's not the right trajectory. I don't think it happened to work for me. I don't think it works. I think for most people, it maybe doesn't work out. No, but also <sighs> he is
0: a really good He's guy. He's And he he is, by the way, S.J., if you're listening to this, you are solid. You are rock solid. And that's what I love. It's not just about economics. It's not just about like stability. It's really about finding someone that is-
1: You can do like life with. Life
0: with, yeah. but also super confident. And like you guys both being able to like do your own thing. Yeah. and still come as one we're gonna do a whole episode on this guys like a whole marriage thing okay
1: Okay. we should bring bring your husband in (laughs) he has been hinting that he's like well i would be really good on the on an episode (laughs) let let us know guys if you if you But he's actually so private which is why i don't post him on socials like people ask me if they're like are you a single mom because like i don't (laughs) post my i I haven't posted my husband in 10 years (laughs) i'm like no 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 i have a husband he's just not out there but um I yeah. mean I love that. But actually a lot of the raising me was in preparation for marriage, which sounds really weird because we don't I'm not raising my kids that way obviously. But yeah, there there was a lot of that kind of pressure on me.
0: I mean that that's also very much a generational thing too. Absolutely. Yeah. Like our parents generation that's yeah. what, you know, they thought especially of daughters, like yeah. parents of daughters, they want to Send their daughter off yeah. to a good family. Exactly. Yeah. Obviously, things have changed a lot with our generation. But I think we could go real deep into this new topic of yeah. marriage eventually.
1: Yeah. But did you not have these pressures? Like, no, I didn't. Oh, interesting. I had
0: pressures of like... The typical pressure is that like, a Korean immigrant parent would be like, Do you have a boyfriend? When are you getting engaged? Who are... Like, are you getting married? Like, get
1: married. Yeah. They,
0: they honestly never ever pressured me on the type of person to marry. They mm-hmm. just wanted me to get married. <laughs> okay. So I was like, that one right there. Okay. That one looks good. Yes. Okay. We've been dating for a while. I think, I think this is a good one. So I mean, I think there and my whole thing now after coming out of my marriage is that I really want the next generation to be well equipped and understand what marriage looks like, what marriage is going to be that dynamic, because I think there's very little education, at least with our generation going into it. And you kind of figure it out as you go. Sometimes it works. A lot of times it doesn't. Statistically, it's proven that. And I think with this next generation, it's all about just informing and educating of what we've learned in these situations, right?
1: I think so, too. Yeah. Like the conversations I'm having, I mean, not that they're they are happening often because our kids are still little, but the conversations that I foresee about marriage are very different than the conversations my parents were having with me. Yeah. That's just one generation different. We're not talking about four generations no. in between. We're talking about one generation in between.
0: But then also that one generation is a big significant shift because most of our parent generation are not from here. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so we're the first generation of being truly American, American, Americans, yeah. American citizens. yeah,
1: And having, cri- you can be a critical thinker and make your own choices. Yeah.
0: yeah. We we definitely should do an episode on that. Let us okay. know if you guys want to hear an episode on okay, that. Okay. So
1: my final question for you is how are you then raising the girls? Do you put certain responsibilities? I mean, you you talked that Chloe kind of naturally has had to assume a, a like a really big sister responsibility earlier on, but... Mm. Do you expect that from them?
0: I I think as they get older, things might change a little bit. But as of now, I don't know. It's really hard to say. As of now, I'm just teaching them the basics. But yeah, I think naturally with the older sister, there comes source, some sort of responsibility there naturally. So I don't know. I'm just trying to think. I mean, give me like, an do example. You say, like, do
1: you say, Chloe, make sure that you do certain things like, responsibilities because your sister's watching you and you're setting an example for her? Do you uh, say things like that?
0: I try not to. Okay. I try not to because I want her to be responsible for herself and nobody else. And naturally, if she's responsible for herself, her sister will pick that up and not doing it for someone else, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't think I've ever really said that. Do it for your sister because your sister's watching you. But I've definitely said you need to learn this because mommy is not around all the time. Okay. So you need to be responsible for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think naturally, Colette just picks up whatever Chloe does anyways. So that's been the conversation. But for example, like brushing her hair, that's, that was like a whole thing. Like when uh, I first why? got, when we were first co-parenting, guys just don't know. They don't have long hair. They don't know that you have to brush all the time, oh, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And so it was a whole thing where like Chloe just, her hair is super long. She does not want to cut it. And I kept telling her, you need to brush your hair if you want to keep your long hair or we're going to cut it off because it's too hard to maintain and you're you're going to have clumps in your hair. She did not really, really get it until truly one time I could not get a knot out of her hair and I had to cut it off, right? and It was like kind of tragic for her. So obviously I do tell their dad, like, this is what you should do. But then I also don't want to rely on somebody else, right? So I always tell Chloe now, if you want to keep your long hair, you better brush, brush your hair. It. And so now every morning and every night, without a, a shadow of a doubt, she is brushing her hair. And not only her own hair, but also her sister's hair, okay. too. Cut has barely any hair. she I don't know what happened there. She has no hair. It's
1: coming later. It's so thin. Yeah, you can do one it,
0: brush and she's done. Yeah. But she does her sister's too. And I never told her, you better brush your sister's hair. Okay. But in her head, like, okay if I don't brush my hair, then my sister obviously doesn't, she's too young to brush her own hair. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to brush it for her. So mom doesn't cut off her hair yeah. either.
1: Yeah. So she's naturally like internalizing her responsibilities. Yeah.
0: And yeah. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but I, I don't, I don't know. I already put so much pressure on the girls to be responsible for themselves since I'm not around all the time. Yeah. So just taking that one added pressure off of like, also, be responsible for your sister. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's necessary. If they yeah. can learn it themselves, the the younger ones will pick it up.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. But yeah, we didn't do a lunch break again. Oh my god, we are skipping lunch breaks all the time. <laughs> Sorry, guys, we deviated a lot.
1: Like lately, we've been we've been it like kind of all over the place. But it's place. what's in our heart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I
0: feel like people do like that. We're just having a conversation with each other. <laughs> You guys are just listening in. We hope that you guys can join <laughs> our conversations one day. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. Please leave a review. That actually helps our podcast significantly and, you know, inspires and motivates us. And let us know what you guys want to hear next. Actually, a lot of the topics that we talk about are from your guys' requests. So. Yeah please send us a DM. That would be amazing. Follow Mama Son, Bumo Parent, and myself, Chriselle Lim. Thank you guys so much and have a great week. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We want to keep this conversation going with you. So please leave us a DM on Instagram and make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast. And we would love it if you left us a review. Also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make sure to visit us at Bumo Work at Westfield Century City Shopping Center. And if you're looking for educational-based content entertainment for your little ones, visit us at www.bumobrain.com or at Brain on Instagram.